You're listening to Wall of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey guys, you're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. I'm Ant. I'm Dan. And you are tuning into our Monday Night Raw, April 5th, 2021 recap. We are recording after NXT TakeOver Night 1, so that was a great pay-per-view. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't call it a pay-per-view, it was on USA Network, and it, but it was on Peacock, so a Peacock special event, I guess you could say. It was very good, but... We are here to talk about Raw. It was a pretty decent show. Is the go-home Raw to WrestleMania. And it started out with Drew McIntyre. He came down to the ring. And he basically said that WrestleMania, he and Bobby Lashley will tear each other apart. And Drew says that his mom had leukemia and told him to push forward and continue to fight. And Drew kept sacrificing And he basically says, how can you beat a man who will sacrifice everything to win? And that's when Bobby Lashley came down with MVP. And Lashley says, your time is over. Everyone is scared of you. When you were in the heart lock, you were afraid. And then Drew says that he will run him down at WrestleMania. And then MVP says that he might not make it to WrestleMania. And that's when King Corbin comes down and says he will whoop Drew's punk ass. So what did you think of... (laughs) All the shenanigans over here with Drew talking about his mom and then Lashley coming down saying that Drew's afraid of him. What do you think? I have mixed reactions to that. I don't understand why they're going for that. I guess they're trying to, because clearly they're trying to put McIntyre as the baby face here, but I mean, it's, 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 it's weird, I guess you could say, because again, it does, the mother thing has nothing to do with the whole storyline or anything. So it's kind of 50-50, it makes sense, it also doesn't at the same time. The, the last thing, that makes sense, but I was also confused on, well, no, actually I wasn't confused, because uh, Corbin came down to kick his punk ass. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He said to Drew McIntyre that he was going to kick his punk ass. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess that kind of made sense, especially when uh, Lashley said, if you can take down Drew McIntyre, I'll give you a WWE title shot or whatever, but obviously that didn't happen. But, and then, yeah, and that, that's something that I did want to get to, because they really didn't even address that, like, they opened up Raw with, at WrestleMania, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, and I really thought that, if, if we're both correct, they said that whoever takes out McIntyre will... will get it. At his title, but I mean, they could have said, "Okay, if Corbin wins tonight, then and you officially take out Drew, then you will win the match. Then you could understand, okay." But for them to just totally just ignore the fact that it happened is kind of weird. Yeah, if only they just did it for the show, like they didn't actually put in any storyline. It's just like, come on, people, we don't forget these things, but. Pay attention. We we wait a week to find out what happens next, and then you just forget about it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad though that Corbin is not in this title picture. Very glad. Yeah, me too. I can honestly say I'm happy about it. Even though I kind of like the King Corbin gimmick, to be honest, it makes sense. He fits it very, very well. But doesn't it doesn't make sense anymore? To be because he won the thing 
two years ago. Yeah. Going on with it. I mean, I get it. You want to stick with what works, and it works. Don't get me wrong. It works, but it doesn't really fit them anymore. I mean, it does, but it also doesn't. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's, t- it's getting kind of stale. So, yeah. the New Day are backstage, and Riddle shows up, and I love this promo. Um, <laughs> Riddle tells uh, Kofi Kingston that he has never seen anyone get that high in the meaning, like, because Kofi did this, like, really high jump, I guess, last week on Raw. And um, <laughs> Kofi says... I hope no one gets that high on Saturday. <laughs> and then um, he talks about grinding up Ali because he's stinky and smelly and sticky, which is a marijuana reference. So for all of you people who smoke out there, if the marijuana is sticky, that's very good. And the grinding reference is, you know, you grind a pot to put in a blunt or whatever. There you go, folks. weed smoking here. Anthony, just make sure you know that. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. But however, whatever floats your boat, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, inhale. So next, we see. Um, I mean, if you have anything to say about that, Dan, you can. But I mean, it was just kind of like a little segment. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about it other than I don't really understand why they're doing this I, I, I honestly don't really understand why they're having that happen when they could have been building up a little bit more to uh Seamus versus Matt but yeah it, it, it's it's kind of getting a little forced yeah and, and honestly they're just making uh they're just making Matt Riddle look kind of stupid I mean I, I guess that's really what they're going for but I mean it's not working at least Dan is not an advocate of uh, stoners, I guess. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like kidding, Dan. Yeah. No, but I get what you're saying. I mean, his own, that's like his character. He's just this like stupid idiot. It's just kind of like he could be taken more seriously. Yeah, but they don't, but they choose not to have it taken very seriously. Yeah. Very he strange. Has, he has a, he's a great wrestler. He has such good potential, but they don't do that. And to be honest with you, Dan, like in NXT, he really didn't talk too much. He just got in there. He did the bro. He did the flip-flop jump. And then that was kind of it. And towards the end of NXT, he started talking more. It wasn't until he got to the main roster that he kind of started to have this sort of like surfer dude, idiot sort of gimmick, you know? Yeah. But... We'll see how that plays out. So our next match, well, our first match on the night, um, Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston taking on AJ Styles with Omos. And early on in the match, AJ applied the calf crusher. Kofi, a Kofi. Kofi ended up throwing a microphone at Omos, causing AJ to get distracted and break the hold. And then that's when Xavier Woods rolled up AJ Styles. This is pretty much kind of like a warm-up for their tag team title match at WrestleMania. What do you think about this match? I mean, the matches they've been having, like, over the weeks have been better than that, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, especially for a go-home edition of WrestleMania, like, you yeah, would see. It was a very short match, you know? <laughs> it sounds like you're very excited. That, that That's the thing that's upsetting me, too, is that, like, I feel you, Neil. Like, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I really want to be excited. I mean, 
it's not really showing me, oh, I should really care about this. Like, they're not showing off the great potential these both, both wrestlers really possess, you know? Yeah, I'm going to complain here. I mean, when you look at the card, there are a lot of matches at WrestleMania that are, you know, WrestleMania-worthy. But when I think about past WrestleManias, these matches were, like, years and a year in the making. Or these were matches that you never thought would happen. Like, I never thought I would see Bret Hart versus Mystic Man. It wasn't a great match. I didn't like it. But, like, no. these are matches that are, like, you know, that... that Michaels versus Bret Hart, something like that. You know, Stone Cold and Bret Hart. Uh, Shawn Michaels uh, and Chris Michael. Jericho. Shawn Michaels yeah. and Taker. Yeah, uh, that was good. Undertaker. Uh, yep, yeah, Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle. I mean, these were some really good matches. And I'm not saying that these matches aren't, but, I mean, AJ Styles and Omos versus The New Day. Compared to... AJ Styles uh, versus yeah, or even against Shane McMahon, even that was a good match. Yeah, that was a lot better than I expected. But I just feel like, like even like again, I'm gonna bring this up, and again, this wasn't a great match, but the Shane McMahon versus Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania 17 was really good storytelling, and that is a match that I kind of think. Just WrestleMania 17 is what I think a WrestleMania should be. All the matches were just like boom, boom, boom. You know, Undertaker and, and Triple H, Rock and Austin, Stone Cold Events, the Triple Threat TLC match. You know, all these great matches. And WrestleMania this year, I feel bad for the young fans who have to grow up with this because fortunately for you and I, I mean, you you are a bit younger, but we both grew up in an era that was a bit different. Like, even your time, like 2010, it was different. But, like, at least there was still a lot of stuff going on, kind of. But, like... Yeah, like, I, I had CM Punk. I had mm -hmm. guys like that. And I, don't get me wrong, kids nowadays watching, they do have good wrestlers, but they're not seeing what, what the potential has, you know? They don't have a lot of personality. They're not, yeah. they're not, like, 3D, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you see John Cena, you feel like, dun, dun, like, it's just, there's an energy. I don't know, guys. Maybe it's because there's no fans. I don't know. But I'm going to keep it. That's what our problem is, is we, you know, we watch fans and everything. Nowadays, if you're just getting into wrestling, you're like, oh, there's no fans. So, mm -hmm. this that fun as people say it is it's, it's you know that's why i'm so excited wrestlemania is saturday and sunday it's going to be fans so we see bad bunny and Demi priest show up in a bugatti backstage it looked nice it was a white one you then see braun Strowman in the ring and there's a steel cage above him and braun says that <laughs> i can't take this promo seriously he was bullied his entire life and shane tried to get under his skin you can run your mouth, but when that door closes, I am going to fight for everyone who has been picked on. At WrestleMania, while your corpse lays in the ground, you're going to get these hands. And then Shane McMahon comes down and says that the steel cage choice is not stupid. Shane says that he will what is it, outwit Braun Strowman and beat him at WrestleMania. And he says the next morning, Braun will... Wake up and look at himself in the mirror and say, boy, I am stupid. So we'll get to the match in a minute, but what do you think about this whole, I was bullied, I'm doing this for all the people who were picked on, and that's why I'm mad at Shane McMahon, because he's reminding me of all my bullies and everybody that gets picked on. What do you think of that? Look, it makes somewhat sense, but at the same time, it doesn't. Like, why would Braun Strowman be picked as, on as a kid? Like, was it because he was stupid? Or well, was it because it was his, supposedly he was overweight. 
and that he was like bullied because of that. But the storyline is that he was stupid. Because I remember in his 24, he was like crying the entire fucking time about how he was picked on and shit. And it's like, you know, okay, but like maybe reference that a bit more in the storylines prior to WrestleMania. Right before the match. Yeah. A little bit more, not yeah, like maybe in like December at TLC, have him be like, "Oh, Dom, I was I, I was watching your doc- documentary, man," and just have him like laugh, and then eventually over time, have it be like you were you were bullied because you were fat and a loser, you know, make it like that instead of Shane just being like, "Oh, I'm mad because you yelled at me because you were in elimination chamber," yeah. you know, like really makes no sense. But um, yeah, okay, so. Then we see Braun Strowman taking on Elias and Jackson Riker in a two-on-one handicap match. Braun gets the win with a running power slam, and that's pretty much it. It looked like Shane McMahon was going to try to get into the ring, but then he backed off. And yeah, what do you have to say? Yeah. Really I mean, nothing. It, it really did nothing for me. I mean, it didn't do anything for the story. It didn't do anything for a storyline or anything. It just was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Next. I mean, go ahead. They're just. You know, just to make it, ooh, look, it's Steel Cage. It's interesting. Look, not that interesting. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. Dan, I don't know how we're going to survive. I think it will be a good match, but lackluster yeah. storytelling. Well, so now. WWE lost, it's, it has lost a lot with storytelling. I mean, like. They, they're not as good as they used to be. I mean, hey, look, I'm not saying The Rock vs. John Cena was the greatest match I've ever seen, but at least it had some good storytelling to it. Like, Rock calls John Cena at WrestleMania 30, uh, 27. It made sense. This doesn't make sense. They're out of touch. They're out of time. Yep, pretty much. My head it's, with this stupid match. Ripping on WWE, you know, he seems to get. I never want to, because you know, I grew up with this. I, I grew up. Yeah, with but w- we're being fair, you know. Like when we say it's great, we we say it's great. But when it's bad, we got it's bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I but always mean, like I'm ripping on. Them. I can't help it. I mean, it's what I'm watching. I have to say what I think. And we here's what I think. I think we know how good it could be, and that's why we're so frustrated. But. It could get back to that point, and I am hopeful. Maybe after WrestleMania, things will get better. But talking about WrestleMania, we see Miz and Morrison backstage, and they go up to the white Bugatti, and they use red paint to write, hey, hey, ho, ho. They make bunny signs, and we find out that the car is worth $3.6 million. And then we see Bad Bunny getting attacked by Miz and Morrison backstage. Um, Yeah. Shenanigans again. What do you think? Eh, I mean, kind of <laughs> sounds so much something like when Stone Cold Steve Austin dumps the men in, in uh, Vince McMahon, what was it, Corvette? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I must be that, but. And I like the nostalgia. Don't get me wrong. I love the nostalgia, but. Yeah. It, it didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, I mean, I understand, like. You know, they're going to, like, ruin something of his. It, it's fine, but it's not like I'm dying. Like, if this was at, like, a backlash pay-per-view, okay. But this is WrestleMania. Um, 
So now we. Uh, it seems like every year at a WrestleMania, they somehow try and have a uh, a celebrity there. No matter what they do, they're going to try and have one, like Ron Gronkowski last year. He was mm-hmm. close. Logan Paul is going to be back. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So next up, we have Raw Women's Champion Asuka and her opponent for WrestleMania, Rhea Ripley, teaming up together to take on the Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with Reginald. I really hate that they do the opponents teaming up thing. They did it with Bianca and Sasha. Now they're doing it with Asuka and Rhea. Have more ideas. You have Peyton Royce. You have other people that you can use to maybe do what they did. Because basically the whole entire match, Asuka... Rhea just kept fucking with her. Like, Oscar I mean, kept... they could have had a contract signing or something. Yeah, I, well, they already did that, remember? They did that the week before. And then, like, I, Rhea, like, threw the table in Oscar's face. And then Naya came out with Shane, and they were talking crap. And then she's like, I, we accept the match. So it's just, like, it, it, it's... I mean, they could have done, like, for example, why didn't they do, like, Asuka and... I don't know, um, Peyton against Rhea and, dude, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? They could have picked people. Oh, well, I mean, Charlotte Blair could have been free. You could have done something like that. Yeah. You get the whole match together and then have Rhea cause, cause them and then maybe have Charlotte get in some way. Who knows? Something like that. That would have been cool. Yeah. Well, the whole match, basically, Rhea fucked with Asuka. So Asuka kept trying to tag in Rhea. Rhea didn't want to tag in and then she would tag herself in. Reginald calls a distraction, and there's a moment where Asuka's on the top rope, and Rhea pushes her off, and then she drops Asuka. I don't know, I forgot the name of her finisher, but it's a huge, like, power slam outside the ring, and then throws her back in so Asuka could get the pin. Oh, I I think it's called the Riptide, but I also think it's now different because it's like something, isn't it like Nightmare? It's like something like. Yeah. Something. But so, what do you, what do you think about this now about the whole Rhea screwing Asuka and the lead up now because this is the last time we're seeing them until Wrestlemania so what do you think about that I'm excited for the match this is like one of the more matches that I'm really excited to see but I mean yes the build that makes sense okay sure you're throwing them into a tag team match not the biggest fan of that idea but at least they took advantage by you know having Rhea kind of screw around with her or something Mm -hmm. And that makes sense to me, you know, that's what you want, but, I mean, at the same time, it wasn't the best thing you could have done, I mean, you could add something way better, something like, um, I don't know, I don't know, just like, maybe one of them tries to the locker rooms, I don't know, something like that, but, um, the tag team match was decent, I guess, at best, could have been better, could have been worse, so, yeah, but I guess... I agree with you. The match at WrestleMania will be great. Um, next, we see Bobby Lashley, with MVP, WWE Champion, of course. He defeats Cedric Alexander with Shelton Benjamin, and then shortly after the match, Lashley takes out Shelton, too. I'm kind of over this whole entire thing. What do you think? I mean, that was kind of stupid, the way they broke up the uh, Hurt business, like, right away like that. Like, like they could have had it. They could have had him, like, maybe they could have had the thing do it at Mania, and then, then they go and have, like, a feud after Mania. Like, that would have been cool, something like that, but. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's craziness. Uh, yeah. Again, the show wasn't very good. I mean, it seems like a lot of the matches are just really, really quick, you know? Yep. I hear you, man. And next up, we have 
Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. They come in the ring. And Bad Bunny just talks about how, you know, he came here because he was following his dreams. He loves and respects the business and every superstar. He remembers watching all the shows and pay-per-views with his friends and family. And he was very excited to perform at Royal Rumble for Paul Famer Booker T. And basically, he says Miz doesn't respect him. He respects Miz being a legend, but once again, Miz hasn't respected him. And he says that the Miz crossed the line, he doesn't care, and he will, Miz will show him respect on Saturday. And that's when the Miz and Morrison get on the big screen, and they say that this is their world, and Bunny has overstayed their welcome. They're going to embarrass him this weekend, and they are accepting the challenge for a tag team match. So, at WrestleMania, it will now be Damian Priest and Bad Bunny against the Miz and John Morrison. So, what do you think of that? It just seems like they're more pushing this match than anything else on Raw. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like this is the only thing that's being taken up. This is what, the third segment they've had all night? Yeah. Uh-huh. You would expect this for, like, the WWE Championship match. I mean, that's your big title match, but you're going for a celebrity. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's kind of cool to see a celebrity at times, but not, you know, not like this. Yeah. We eat three times a night, you know? That's getting bad. Then we see Sheamus backstage with Mustafa Ali, and they said they don't have a lot in common, but they don't like Riddle, and he wants the U.S., and they both want the U.S. title. Then we see Riddle and Ali have a match. Riddle gets the win with a bro Derek, and Sheamus and Riddle kind of yell at each other. Do you have anything to say about that? Not really. Again, it was kind of a short match in a way. Yeah. And then Drew McIntyre is taking on King Corbin in the main event. It was a decent match. A lot of stuff was happening here. Uh, Pretty much, Drew almost got hit with a cane shot after Drew after MVP gave his cane to Corbin, but then Drew ducked it and was able to hit a big claymore for the win. And then Lashley and McIntyre just stare at each other from the stage. I mean, and that was it. So, what'd you think of the match and the last time we see Drew and Lashley until WrestleMania? The match was good. I mean, it really showed that, you know, McIntyre is kind of going through the monster thing just as Bobby is, but... And I like the way that they're showing Bobby and MVP are the heels in this situation. So that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it was kind of cool seeing them, you know, stare each other down and everything. It made sense, but... Another thing that also could have made sense is if they really want to push Lash and Leo, which they really are kind of doing, mm-hmm. they should have had him attack McIntyre, hold the title up, and point to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Kind of like saying, I'm going to be in WrestleMania. That would have been cooler, in my opinion, at least. But. Yeah. It's just like as if, like, it's as if they, it's just very lackluster, very lackluster. But we pretty much have come to the end of our show. Before we go, I do want to leave you with a little notice. We will be premiering the NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver Night 1 and Night 2 official recap video that will be dropping on WrestleMania Saturday, which is Saturday, April 10th. Carlos and I will be diving into the recap of the show and also if we were right with our predictions to check that out. We also will be having WrestleMania recaps coming out soon and our prediction video for WrestleMania night one and night two will be dropping on Friday night, early Saturday morning, if not. But Dan, do you have any last words to say? I'm pumped for WrestleMania. Could have been better matches, but I'm pumped for it anyways. 
and let's go. We are certainly on the road, and we are almost there. I know we're almost there. I, you know, we have, you know, how many more nights, Dan? Right now, we got two. Yeah, uh, two more. Thursday, about two. Yeah, yeah two, two more nights. And if you are checking out, make sure that you tune into NXT Takeover Night Two. And I don't know when you will be hearing this, so it's probably will be premiering by the time you hear this. But um, enjoy Takeover Night Two if you haven't seen it yet. And for WrestleMania, we are on the road, like Dan said, and we will see you at our final stop, WrestleMania. Stay safe, and we will see and talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.